Hello everyone, welcome to round 7, week 7 of Brown Boys Basketball. It's me, ya boy, Mustafa. On the other side we got... Amin. Amin, how you doing, man? Dude, it's already been 7 weeks, that's crazy. I, by the way, I'm under the weather, as you can hear. So, uh, you know, you guys can uh, thank me later for being here. But uh, these tonsils, they're swollen. Oh, you got and tonsillitis? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I think That's it's not just allergies. You got a tonsillectomy? Huh? You got a tonsillectomy? You got your tonsils removed? No, it's just oh. allergies. Oh. It's just allergies. But it's all good. You know, we're here. We got to do the show because the Rockets, I mean, they're on fire this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, before we begin, yeah, now, let's, let's get into some serious stuff. Um, you know, as being in the uh, city of Houston and being at University of Houston, you're very connected to the city. Um, you're very in tune with what's going with what's going on, and um, seeing what happened on Friday at Astro World was obviously very, very sad, very, very heartbreaking. And our thoughts, our prayers, and our um, sympathies are with the victims and their families, and we hope everything gets resolved, uh, resolved soon. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the whole thing uh, it's just it was just a, a lack of preparation. And it was um, a lack of responsibility from from several different parties, the people that created the event, the performers. Um, and it's just, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, right now, I think that we should stop conspiring and creating theories and all this stuff. We should we should really just focus on the victims and mm-hmm. forget all that other stuff mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. on TikTok and social media mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, pray for the for the families. I think that's the most important thing uh, out of all those things. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Totally understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, moving on to the show. Uh, this past weekend was UFC 268. Very nice fight. Very nice card. Um, main, the main two fights I, I, I saw was obviously Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington and Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. And um, I know this isn't really a UFC UFC show, but yeah, you I'll, love UFC. I'll, I'll You're start, all about I'll it. start that next week. I mean, I'm, I'll start that next semester. Um, that without me, damn. If you want to watch UFC, you can watch UFC. It's it's a lot of fun. Wow, bro. It's a lot of nuances too. But um, surprisingly enough, I had no idea Colby Covington's like you know whole act, whole shtick of you know being like a Trumpy was 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 an act. Um, I mean, I mean, there are going to be instances where you know you let down the facade and you 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 open up to to a fighter because these guys respect each other in the ring. On the outside, I guess it's all show, and that's what Colby Covington himself said to Kamaru mm, Usman. I mean, that's the, that's part of what UFC is, though. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of show, and it's like an added thing because one, Kamaru Usman's a Muslim fighter, and then you got Colby Covington, you know, spitting back the hateful rhetoric of you know Donald Trump, but. It was all an act. He like um, at the end of the match, they both you know they both hugged each other, held each other close, and Colby Covington spent like a solid two three minutes talking to him about this, and it was it was all an act. But it was a very good fight. Kamari was one one, um, but you know a fair fight overall. It was but, that undercut right? Was that the undercut? No, that's the Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. My bad. That See, I'm, was. I'm getting there. <laughs> this that, that was a crazy fight. These guys were murdering out each yeah, other. Yeah, it was and all offense. It was all offense. And then the funny thing is, like, Michael Chandler's just eating these punches. He's like, all right, I'm coming back in for more. And he's, he's taunting Justin Gaethje again and again and again. And um, What weight class are they again? Are they heavyweights? Dude, you can ask me about weight classes. I don't really know. I just watch the fights. I should pay attention to the weight classes, but. I mean, that, I'm just curious because usually it's Well, they're definitely, like they're def- they're definitely like not heavyweights. Okay, okay. These guys, are, these guys are lean, mean, and, you know, springy. Okay, never mind. 
But right. um, you know, respect to both fighters out there. Michael Chandler put his all out. Um, he fell a little short, but you know, he's he's definitely going to come on the up and up with um, you know, moving up the UFC rankings. So overall, um, so nice nice card. So can't wait to see what happens next. But um, moving on to Rockets team news. I mean, you want you want to you want to you want to take the lead on this one? Hey man, finally. The Rockets exercise KPJ's fourth year for the 2022-2023 season, and that means that we have $3.2 million in cap space for next season. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I actually, I actually, um, that's my fault. I, I miswrote that. That's actually See, This is be- why I don't read anything that you put on here, bro. <laughs> that's, his, that's his salary for next season. Oh, that's 3. his salary. Okay. And that's, that's how much it I takes mean, honestly, for, I believe I I believed it because of John Wall and Eric Gordon, but... Man, dude, you're, you're embarrassing me. Um, you know, I was supposed to read that, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't let you. You, you should have read it. Well, yeah, but, should have read it. But what um, else is there? Uh, next we got. This is more like a little bit lighthearted. All Prince Shangun. I can tell his English is definitely improving. It's really getting there. Um, he got profanity for days, my guy. He's like, I was watching. Uh, I was watching these games, and um, you know, there. You know, when you get to the mic, uh, to the to the to the rim mic. You can hear him. You can hear him. You can hear him with the same level of profanity as as, as Melo when it comes to getting boards. I really want to hear what he says to the ball, like if, if that's never. You think he speaks Turkish to the ball or English? I man, I, I can't tell because he puts the ball so <laughs> close to his mouth. You don't know what he's saying. No one knows. I think it's no the craziest good. ritual in the game right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not really. Cool. It's not really working out though. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about that. We'll talk about that. So listen, listen. Um, moving on, we're recapping the week. Um. Again, same thing from last time. I'll admit the next few seasons are going to be tough, but they're going to be less tough with each passing game, in my opinion. Oh, That's yeah. what I saw in this week. They go 0-4 last mm-hmm. week, the Rockets, but and remain at the bottom of the conference with mm-hmm. the 14th place finish, but they are uh, one of three teams to only have one game won this season alongside the Pelicans, which are they are surprisingly bad. And the Pistons, which are unsurprisingly bad. It's because they got Zion eating all the gumbo. Yeah. All the team's gumbo. Bro, that Cajun food hit <laughs> different. That's all we're going to say. But here's here's the funny thing about that stat. Tomorrow, the Rockets play the Pistons. So one one team's going to have to win. One team's going to have to win. One team's so going to gonna be only one team left. Right? No, no, no. Two Never teams. Mind. Two teams. Two I can't teams. do math. Pistons and... Or, well, I don't know. We'll see. Hey. I sure hope it's us because I can't. Can't, can't you're teasing them we got to talk about that oh, last yeah. last 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 mm-hmm. but uh check it out so let's recap some of the games the lakers rockets immediate rematch did not disappoint on tuesday night as there were 13 different lead changes and eight different ties besides green and wood the rockets got off to a pretty slow start but then the lakers put them on their heels throughout the trail end of the first half and the start of the second half with fluid offense and respectable defense from our boys Unfortunately, the Rockets once again shoot themselves in the foot with 24 turnovers for the game. Good Lord. Yeah, pretty bad. So despite the phenomenal effort on both ends of the floor, the Lakers got the last laugh in a tough loss, 117-119. to 119. Any any uh, highlights from the box score? Uh, real quick, though, who would you have shooting the last shot? Would you rather have KPJ shooting that shot or Jalen Green? Jalen Green. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. <laughs> no, no offense to KPJ, but like that's why we drafted him number two, because he's a shot taker. Um, he's he's our first pick in the first round. Exactly, but um, yeah. Moving on to to some to some stats. Uh, key thing to mention: Christian Wood, eleven for nineteen, three for nine from three. Uh, atrocious free throw shooting, one for five. Uh, but here's when it comes up: sixteen rebounds. Oh yeah, that's great. I love I love seeing good effort on the boards. 
um, all together to end with 26 points and only one turnover. It's by design that he gets those rebounds, by the way, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, again, uh, next up, you always kind of mentioned Jay Sean Tate. That guy p- puts his heart out on the floor, and you can see in the way he plays and always. the way he hustles. Nine for 15, two for four from three, uh, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. Small man making big moves. <laughs> uh, 20 points. Um, and solid. Then, solid overall. Solid, solid, solid. Um, I'll do one, two, three. I'll do four more. Alper and Shangun, three for seven, zero from one from three, uh, four rebounds, five turnovers, five. Um, and ends the night with six points. What do you think? I mean, his turnovers, it, it's getting up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he let the team this week in turnovers per game, unfortunately. So it definitely is a problem for the, the 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. Let's put that out there. Mm, yeah. And then uh, KPJ, five for 14, one for six from three. Uh, um, eight eight assists. I think he's really committing to that to that goal for 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 ten assists per game. I think he can. I think he can achieve it. Slightly better this week. Mm-hmm. Slightly better. Uh, four steals, one block, five turnovers, but still only to end the night with eleven points. Yeah, and that's in forty minutes of gameplay. Right. Uh, Jalen Green, nine for fifteen, five for ten from three. Obviously, he's on an upward climb in my opinion. Uh, two rebounds, five assists. Seven turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, ends the night with 24 points. Here's the thing about Jalen Green. I don't know what he has in his legs. I don't know if he got springs instead of bones, but that guy has hops. I never expected it from him, but he just he just jumps up. He's a smooth glider. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so fun to watch. But um, moving on. Uh, next, we got my boy, Kenyon Martin Jr. Six for eight, two for three. From the three-point line, uh, four rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, 14 points. I think that's a respectable stat line. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. like The turnovers, though, really kill all, most of those stat lines. Well, yeah, everyone except Kenyon Martins. He only got like two. That's not bad, but eh. one thing you can't do against the Lakers is let them run in transition. And the Rockets allow 23 fast break points versus L.A., Versus eight for Houston, so they got killed by the turnovers, especially in transition. Because we all know the Lakers, they're gonna run in transition. They got Westbrook, they got LeBron, they got AD. They're all you know transition killers. Mm-hmm. Hold but, on, let me check something. I just want to, I just want to see who has a better shooting efficiency between Jalen Green and Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna guess Westbrook again. But, you oh, sure? Nine no, actually, 15. no, Jalen. Probably Jalen. He got ten for twenty-one, twenty-seven points, zero for four from three. I don't know. Who do you think did better? I'm going to guess maybe Green, based on how you're saying it. I feel like Jalen Green did do better. Better efficiency. He only got three points less. On what, 9 for 15? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely played better. Definitely played better. Uh, speaking of shots, Lakers shot 12 for 15 against Shangun. Pretty brutal. 8 of 22 versus Jay Sean Tate. That's phenomenal. And then Christian Wood, unfortunately, this game, he gave up 14 uncontested field goals. So that's the advanced stats of the game. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about um, Shangun. I've been saying like, I don't, I don't feel like he's hustling out there. Yeah, I, his, there's um, a definite lack of hustle as a whole on the team. Except absolutely. for I'd say maybe KP. I'm uh, not not KPJ. Jay Shante and maybe David Nwaba. Mm, and Kenyon Martin. Oh, that's him. Can yeah. we get him? No, no. I I was reading about like the distance traveled mm-hmm. for each player. Like, he's below two miles a game per game. Two miles 
per game. Sorry, that sounded confusing, but yeah, he's running like pretty slow. He's not he's not gliding like everyone else. He's not hustling. Um, it's he a little bit of a concern. Doesn't put his arms up to contest the shots either. I think it's more conditioning than it is effort, mm-hmm. honestly, because I think he's got a good motor, but his conditioning needs a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, because he's not putting out consistent minutes just yet. But it's something that will improve over time. Rockets then roll into Phoenix for another primetime matchup on Thursday night. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton were cooking throughout the first quarter. But then the Rockets, led by the second unit, played some really solid defense in the second quarter, limiting the Suns to just 20 points on 32% from the field, 28% from three. Houston kept up for a while, but then the Suns' second unit, led by JaVale McGee, (laughs) took over around the halfway point of the third quarter. Chris Paul and D-Book sealed the deal in the fourth, and the Rockets lose another back-and-forth game. Anything interesting on the stat lines? Um... Let's talk about my boy, Kenyon Martin Jr. 14 minutes of play, 2 for 3, 0 from 1 from 3. Um, he only ended up with 4 points, but um, he only got four, four, 14 minutes. But um, moving on to starters, Jay Shante, 34 minutes, 5 for 8, 1 for 2 from 3. Made all his free throws, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 3 turnovers, uh, 14 points. That's his stat line for the night. Christian Wood, though. Uh, six for fifteen, two for six from three, uh, four for seven from the free throw line. Um, you know, definitely an improvement compared to to the Lakers game. Fifteen rebounds, all together to end with eighteen points. On top of that, three blocks. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Different. And this is uh this is also the game that Alperin Shingun started for the first time. I oh, think yeah, Daniel Tice right. was injured. He wasn't he wasn't suited up that game. Yeah. Um, but um. Net rating of negative 40. I didn't put it in there because I'm um, anti-tie starting, but it was pretty. It was a pretty rough start mm-hmm. for, for, for Shangun. Uh, well, I mean, it is his first start. It is his first start. That's why I didn't put it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, no advanced stats. I have no advanced stats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on. It didn't happen. Um, real quick, though. Jalen Green ended the night with 3 for 14 from the free uh, – from uh, 3 for 14 in shooting, 2 for 7 from 3. Made all his free throws. He had 8. Um, overall, to end the night with 16 points. That's a nice positive, though. Mm-hmm. That he went 8 for 8 from the line mm-hmm. on a rough shooting night. So that's good. And then here's another rough shooting night for you. 36 minutes, 7 for 17 from field, uh, from uh, from the field. 0 for fr- uh, zero for 5 from the three-point line. But still, 6 Christian for 6. Wood? Oh, no, 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 KPJ. Oh, KPJ. 6 for 6 from the free throw line. Um, how many assists? Three assists. He did, he didn't get that. He did take a lot more shots. Mm-hmm. Seventeen shots is a little bit mm-hmm. out of character for KPJ mm-hmm. so far this season. But I think he needs to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Um, I think the only positive on the entire Jayshon team, Tate probably. No, 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 no. It was Armani Brooks. But okay. again, he only played five minutes and he shot one three and you know two rebounds. It was um, um it was kind of sloppy for most of the game. They had that good run, mm-hmm. but it was a relatively sloppy but um a lot of hard breaking losses for the rockets this week and the nuggets matchup on saturday was no exception pretty close throughout as the lead on either side was within five points for the majority of the game the rockets defense effectively neutralized the nuggets offense all night besides Jokic, of course and a clutch three from daniel tice gave the rockets a 94 to 89 lead with about two and a half minutes to go it's looking good for Houston, but then chaos ensues right after. KBJ gives up a wide open corner three. Blown assignment. Uh-oh. 
And then Aaron Gordon clutches up with a tough three on the opposite side, giving them the one-point lead. And then Jokic blocks Tate's layup at the last second to seal the deal, 94-95. to Tough, tough loss. Probably the worst loss of the season in terms of, like, heartbreak. Heartbreak, yeah. So close, but still just not enough. But, again. Not bad, though. These guys are 19 to 21-year-olds. True. In terms of games, like, I think the most, I think they're, the highest, uh, the highest veteran is like what Christian Wood with three. Well, obviously it's not Christian Wood with. Um, he's not the highest veteran on there, but he's the highest starter up there. Oh yeah, and he's only played three seasons technically. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure, but you know I might be wrong. But still, these guys are young. They're 19, 21 year olds. They don't have that level of. Con- they they don't have the years of conditioning, the years of. Um, I guess you could say um, acclimation that these vets have on these other teams. It's going to take a while, but still, just to show that they put up 94-95 against the Nuggets, led by Jokic, that's still really respectable. And it was a, it was a heartbreaker, of course, but, you know, just move on to the next game. Obviously, uh, I feel like they're going to do really good tomorrow, but that's um, that's for another thing. No, Dan Tice, go ahead. Talk about his stat line. Pretty impressive. Daniel Tice, 32 minutes, 8 for 12 from, from the field, 1 for 2 from 3-point line. Five rebounds and all together to end the night with 18 points. The leading scorer. Oh, dang, you're not wrong. The leading scorer. I think, honestly, if anyone had it going that night, it would have been a W. But it's all good. It's all mm-hmm. good. The defense, again, solid. It was a. It was definitely a bad shooting night for KPJ. Two for 14. Ugh. Two for seven from three. Um, four assists and only ends the night with six points. Pretty brutal. That is really brutal. That's um, like augustine numbers that's not good augustine actually did okay in that game yeah i know but <laughs> Ten, i don't like augustine. uh two for three um he had a he had a really nice side sidestep sidestep three all the way in the corner i think yeah um one for two from three um five points but opera and shangu did pretty okay three for uh three for four one for one from three uh made all his free throws he had two and ends the night with nine points and four rebounds. But here's the important thing. Kenyon Martin Jr., 19 minutes, three for five, one for three from the three-point line. Made all his free throws, four. Um, one rebound, one assist, one steal. But three blocks. Three blocks? And on top of that, ends the night with 11 points. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not bad at all. Honestly, you know, the defense was the biggest shining point for the Rockets, but they shot themselves in the foot again. This time, the culprit being those missed free throws, 66% on 24 attempts. And Shangun had a great game statistically, a net rating of 37.5 in about 14 minutes of action. So a really good bounce back game after a tough night with his uh, debut start. And uh, to make his case as the starter, once again, I'm going to just point this out. Shangun had the highest defensive rating on the Rockets in this game. Tice had the lowest offensive rating. So the concerns about Shangun on defense did not show against the Nuggets. And the concerns about Tice on offense clearly were there, even though he led the team in scoring. I don't know how that happens. Anyway, just build different. Just build different. <laughs> the Rockets then took on Golden State for the second half of their back-to-back, and it was a pretty much a wire-to-wire win for Golden State with everyone on the roster playing less than 30 minutes. Pretty even distribution. Steve Kerr was like, "Eh, I don't even need to play my starters." Golden State's number one ranking defense took advantage of an inexperienced Rockets team, forcing 21 tur- turnovers and scoring 36 
fast break points. 36th. That's not a typo. Gary Payton. That's not a typo. Gary, that's a third of their points. Gary Payton. Oh. That's like almost a third of their points. I didn't even see that. That's crazy. That's but crazy. Gary Payton, he was making a lot of steals. A lot. Just one after the other, one after the other. And on top of that, you're playing. Um, Rockets are known for their turnovers, so he was just feasting out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Warriors cruise to a 107 to 120 victory. Who, by the way, they are 0 8 and sorry, not 0 1. 8 and 1. <laughs> With Clay and Wiseman not even playing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Title contender? I don't know. <laughs> any 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 stats to take away from this one? Uh, let's see. Christian Wood. This was a n- terrible night for him. 24 minutes, 2 for 5 from the field. No threes, Trade? no free throws. No, I'm playing. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. But the Rockets' Twitter is crazy. Just one rebound. Ugh. How um, many minutes? Uh, 24. Ooh. Uh, just end the night. He ends the night with four points. Um, compare that to Daniel Tice, five for seven in twenty-one minutes, made all his free throws, all his threes. Ends the night with fourteen points and five rebounds. But here's the funny thing: Jay Sean Tate played thirty-three minutes, seven for eleven, two for four from three, five for nine from the line. Respectable. It's not that bad, but you know, again, not that good. Ten rebounds. How are you getting re- out rebounded by one guy who's definitely smaller than you? Let me tell you why. It's because he puts his heart out on the court. You he, can he tell want, he the wants way he plays. He, he, puts, he puts in 120% every single time he plays. It's true. And it's crazy. True. Um, My player of the week. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, moving on to Jalen Green. 4 for 12, 1 for 6 from the three-point line. Um, four turnovers, two assists, a steal, and ends the night with nine points. Not 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 too good, well, I mean, but you know. It's, I mean, I think like they were gassed. I think they were honestly gassed. They had just played the Nuggets in a very close game, and they were on the, the road night. for like four four right. games. Right, this was kind of like their their beat down. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it was coming. Mm-hmm. It was coming. Here's the fun thing though: Usman Garuba finally got to play. Yeah, because they everyone was out of gas. Just five minutes though. Um, he ends the night one for two, two rebounds, a steal, three points. Not bad. In five I like minutes him. Of action. I like it. I, I I think either should play. He will more. he will crack ro- the rotation very Eventually. late into the season. Is my prediction. Mm-hmm. But so, um yeah, real quick, moving on to Kenyon Martin Jr. We can't forget him. This was definitely his week. Yeah, let me know. Eighteen minutes, three for six, no free throw. I'm mean, sorry, no threes. He he was zero for two from the from the uh, from the field. Uh, four rebounds altogether, seven points. Not too shabby. I I like for him. a. You know, a mm-hmm. kind of like a rotation player mm-hmm. who's who's meant to put 120 percent effort on the floor and be in the dunker spot at times. He's not going to get that many touches, so not bad at all. Real quick though, um, just two more stats I want to mention. Joshua Christopher got to play in this game. 19 minutes, one for four from the field, um, three rebounds, two assi- uh, two assists, and I'm surprised he's not on the G League yet. Just two points. Yeah, I think I think some of these players definitely need to be developed in the G League. I don't know what they're. I mean, Joshua what's, what's the point of putting him on the Garuba floor? The, mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw him in the deep end, but at some point they're gonna drown. <laughs> it's, it's either they're in the rotation or they're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, real quick though, last one. I promise. Yeah, no, uh, Opera and Shangun, sixteen minutes, three for four, uh, from the field, one for one from the three point line. He's definitely he's he's starting to take more shots, and I like that he has low numbers out there. Uh, it's better than you know spamming, uh, spamming and throwing up shots. He he he. I feel like his three point selection is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that kills him: five for twelve from the free throw line. What's going on, my guy? 
Like, uh, you're playing you're playing in the 4 and 5. You're definitely going to get fouled a lot. You're definitely going to be making a lot of free throws. But how is it that it's not translating? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, no Five idea. rebounds, assist, uh, a block, no steals, three turnovers, ends the night with 12 points. I, I, think, I, I think it's good, but... Not 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 good at all. Actually. I mean, for aside an, from the free throw shooting, for an all-star bound player, <laughs> advanced stats. Uh, classic Golden State offense and defense in their matchup versus the Rockets. 23, 23 screen assist points for Golden State. The moving screen warriors back at it. Now I'm playing, uh, and twenty three deflections oh, yes. on defense, which is uh, again very solid. On the other hand, seventeen assists on thirty six field goals made for the Rockets. So pretty bad ball movement or. I should just say, lack of ball movement. More anti-Tice uh, propaganda for you. Negative 27.7 net rating for the game. I take it back. I don't want Daniel Tice. I want I want Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines? Yeah, Aaron. It's Aaron Baines. You Oh, it's with two A's? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my bad. I meant okay. Aaron Baines. All right, so after that... It is West- Aaron Baines. There's only one A in there, dude. Well, okay, we're going to look it up after this. What do you mean right. look it up? I'm looking at it right now. Check me out. After that <laughs> West Coast road trip, what grade would you give the team this week? C plus, maybe C minus. Actually, no. C. You go C plus, C, and then C minus. You know, they're in the range between C and C plus. So, uh, so a C. Oh, 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 C and C plus. Yeah. So, um, on a on a grading scale from zero to one hundred, um, seventy six, seventy seven. Okay. Probably seventy six. That's fair. They're steadily improving, but there's a long way to go still. Um. What really kills me is the lack of hustle, the lack of, you know, um, you know, um, basically hustle and def- defensive effort. Jay Sean Tate, he doesn't care if if he's like halfway across the um, he's on the other side of 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 the of the I don't know, of the shooter. He'll cross and he'll try his best to close out and, you know, contest that jumper. And he does it. I've seen it happen again and again and again. But compare that to other players like Alper and Shingun. Um, there were a couple times where he was just like confused. He's just he's just he has his arms at his like you know uh, like he he's he has his arms at his side. He's just looking around, to see what's happening. What's happening is you're not contesting the shot. Your hands are down. You're you're in the four and the five for a reason. Start contesting those shots. You are a center. Protect the center. I don't know. Protect the. I don't know. <laughs> protect the paint. Protect the paint. I was trying to do something with center. Yeah, but didn't um, work out for it. Didn't you. work out. But um, I don't know. Hopefully, um, Jalen Green. Um, you know what? That's 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 for that's for later. That's for um, when we discuss the upcoming games. But like I said, steadily improving. A long way to go still. Um, I like the lack of. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I like the presence <laughs> of effort. The presence of hustle it's, uh, it's, coming it's up. Getting from better. Kenyon Martin Jr. coming from Jay Sean Tate. I want to see other players get that. And oh yeah. And when Daniel House is returned, I don't even want to see him anywhere near. I don't, want to see him, I don't want to see him near the starting lineup. I don't want to see him on the bench. I don't want to see him in Houston. Whoa. Nah, I'm kidding. I don't. You I just don't. I just don't want him to take them off the team. Give him garbage. Give him gar- garbage time minutes. Yeah. Because that's how he plays. He plays like garbage. Damn. His time is he, garbage. He, he has is a nothing, garbage player. He has nothing to do with the team this week, and you're still gonna gonna slander him. I'm gonna that's slander him up. because his spot should have gone to Kenyon Martin Jr. earlier earlier on in the season. Armani Brooks too. These guys are shooters. Daniel House has been to be a shooter. He's not shooting. What's he doing? He's being a bum. Okay, calm down. You, you should. You can drool about Kenyon Martin later. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I got heated. You can I'm sit. Good. You can I'm take good. a time out from it. I'm good now. All right, I'm gonna give him a B minus. I like this. You said B minus or D minus. B. Oh, can you not read? 
I don't know. Listen, man. I, I'm going to give him a B minus this week. I'm a little bit more positive about what happened. I'm not going to be too harsh about the Warriors game. It was their first back to back on the road and like a tough road trip. They had like three back to backs in this. Right. No, not, not back to backs. Like they would have a night off and then they would play. Oh, they didn't have a night off? No, like when they played the Nuggets, they didn't have a night off. Oh, they went straight to the Warriors. In a tough arena mm-hmm. and a tough week in terms of the schedule. I'm going to give them a pass on that game. I mean, tough arena. They're playing in San Francisco. Okay, whatever. That place is gentrified. Golden State, Golden State is a. I mean, they they have good fans. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm. The Rockets really held their own. I would say this week against some of the best teams in the West, and um, they are showing a lot of promise, as you mentioned. So I'm not, I'm not too worried. This is like the seventh week of a rebuild. I think we need to calm down a little bit. The biggest area of improvement was definitely the defense. We saw not just like solid strings of minutes of defense, but like. Full quarters where the rotations and hustle were consistent, led by guys like KJ Martin and Jay Sean Tate, who both averaged a block per game this week. So very solid defensively for guys who are undersized. Way less direct drives to the basket were allowed this week. So it's a positive sign for the progression of some of our 19, 20-year-olds bulking up a bit, absorbing that content a lot better, contact a lot better. I want to highlight how solid the bench was in this road trip because it was very impressive. They finished in the top 10 across the league in points per game and blocks per game and true shooting percentage. And they also placed fourth in field goal percentage and second in fouls allowed. So very, very solid bench play. That's why I give them a B minus. These are not joke teams. These are legit title contending They're teams. They were running the gauntlet this 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 last week. These, they, are, these are cutthroat teams. Right. These, guys, these are teams that are going to be Deep in the playoffs. 50 then above. Deep in the playoffs. mm -hmm. Very impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. So I'm going to give him a B minus. You know who couldn't do this? The Detroit Pistons. And let me tell you why. Because Kate Cunningham is is a bum. Okay. We have to discuss his stats later. When are we doing? Okay. Around the association, I'll make sure to put that in there. So let's talk about the players of the week. We'll let you go first because it's clear who your player of the week is. You've talked about him for like half an hour. Mr. Kenyon Martin Jr., son of Kenyon Martin. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, he's the son of Kenyon Martin. Okay, but moving on to stats. Amazing. Um, in these last four games, Kenyon Martin Jr. has been averaging 10, 10.3 points in about in 19.3 minutes. He's shooting 71% from the field. 37% on threes. I like his jump shot. It's very nice. I good, like his Good jump. mechanics. Mm-hmm. He's got good hops in his jump. Very fluid. I wish he would knock down more of them because he can. He, he I, I, That's definitely going to happen. Um, he was a late addition um, last season, right? Yeah, he was. He, as time progresses, he's definitely going to be like a solid key play, a role player in this team. A moving shooter. Mm-hmm. Without a I mean? doubt. Type, type, type vibe. Or mm-hmm. like a, a, a dunker spot player. So, very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um... He has all the tools, Kenyon Martin Jr. He's um he has a he has the, he has like the right size that you'd want for a wing. He can shoot from the range, and um uh, an added benefit of him is that he doesn't back down from any center. He doesn't care if you're the center of the year. He doesn't care if you're MVP. He's gonna jump with you, and he will. He's gonna do his best to come away with that block. And for that, I really respect Kenyon Martin Jr. He's really hustling out there this past week. He should have gotten in his, his spot earlier, way earlier in the in the season. 
No offense to Daniel House, but it was offense a to Daniel House. He's a bum. Okay, calm but, down, um, man. Uh, but going back to it, he on, on top of that, he didn't let that slide him. He was a true professional. He said, um, "All right, I'm gonna get my shot," and he got his shot. He's making the most of it. He's gonna continue making the most of it to the point where, I, if the coach decides to put Daniel House back, he decides to give Kenyon Martin Jr. his minutes back. I don't know what I'm going to be really upset. I mean, statistically, he's been more productive with his minutes. It's pretty obvious, too, right? So I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. I think Daniel House is going to have to take a step back, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. It's fortunately for the team. Fortunately. Yeah. I mean, maybe unfortunately because we we are still for Daniel change. House for everyone else. Fortunately, my player more of the time week. in the studio to make more trash songs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's Daniel House going to do? He's going to beat me up? No. Uh, Can't honest, do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't have that type of vibe going for him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my player of the week is Jay Sean Tate, who is our leading scorer for the week. I was, it was. A, it was a conflicting thing for me. I was. I was deciding whether to go for Jay Sean Tate or Kenyon Martin. I mean, honestly, I think we picked the two best mm-hmm. for this week at least. Without a doubt, 16.3 points per game for Jay Sean Tate on 61% from the field, 45% from three point line. 67% from the free throw line. It's just getting it's getting better, so it's not a big deal. Um, but similarly to KJ, the hustle has become a staple of the team's identity, and he is the leading man in that category. He does a little bit of everything, blocks, steals, offensive rebounds. And speaking of that, out of all players shorter than 6'10", he is 11th in the league for offensive rebounds per game and first for players under 6'7". Very impressive. It's crazy, man. By a lot, too. He's, he has two offensive rebounds per game, and like everyone else is like 1.5. So he's killing it. Um, and with Daniel House out of the picture, I think that he has solidified his spot in the starting lineup, for sure. Did like, you take, sure. Didn't you take Eric Gordon's spot in the starting lineup? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually. But I think he has a... he. He's there. Like, I'd rather he's like I'd rather one of the mm-hmm. the six best players mm-hmm. on the team. I'd rather him start, you know, infuse the team with that energy rather than come off the bench and right. know, do his best to make. Because we need help deficit. off the bench. But here's the thing: like I've been seeing a lot more that you know early on in, in these games is that these the Rockets have the energy. They really they're they're they either take the lead or they're you know in in, in um you know within 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 taking the lead range. But something happens in the third near the third quarter where a flip switches, and it all comes apart. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna keep looking for it, but I feel like a lot of it has to do with um, you know Jay Shanti and you know what he puts out there. I think he is like, I think he's like the new. He's like the he's like the energy. He's like the energy plant for the team, for, especially for the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when Eric Gordon's playing, they they start off slow, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I think they need to start off with more energy because they're a high paced team. They don't want to shoot themselves in the foot early. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what I like about Tate. I think he should start, personally. Mm-hmm. I know at the beginning of the season I said Gordon should, but I think Tate gets the starting uh, role now. And I really want to see Tate get more opportunities to rebound the ball himself rather than Christian Wood and push the floor himself. Because I think by design, Christian Wood is averaging 15 rebounds a game because they want him to like push the floor himself. And that's fine and all, but I think Tate deserves more opportunities to do that too because he is a more effective floor general versus uh christian wood uh not the statistically and visually it's just true uh yes christian Wood is a better player blah 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 but i feel like tate gives everyone else equal opportunity to score when he's the mm-hmm. one pushing the floor but that's enough of that let's get into some i get the feeling that you really like jay sean tate yeah i mean I, yeah I me know. too <laughs> i love i love jay sean tate. love what he brings oh to the God. table he reminds me of pj tucker who was one of 
he was my favorite player when they had that run, you know. And they were like the best team in the mm-hmm. league. Uh dude, we totally forgot um in the Rockets team news or early on in the section what we were doing about Travis Scott night. It's too late now. Well now it's too late, but I'm gonna come back to it near the end. So don't, So don't who's worry. who's holding these players back? I mean, what what is something that's holding one of these players back? Let's go with Jalen Green first. Who who what do you think is holding him back right now from becoming the Jalen Green that we want him to be? I think it's definitely his lack of experience and his lack of acclimation to um to the NBA style of play. But wasn't that his leverage though? That that's was what we his said. leverage. That's what we saw. That's what that's what we wanted to see, especially like we thought it'd be, you know, translate from the G League to the NBA like the right NBA. away. But um here's the funny thing. Um I I can I can tell you right now that it definitely has. I don't know when you're comparing him with the number one pick, but I don't know what's going on with these other rookies. Scotty Barnes is feasting out there. Oh yeah. Josh Giddy, he's having fun. Um, I don't know any other rookies. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Shangun has been a better rookie so far. But here's the thing with Shangun: he's been playing on a professional level in the in the in the Turkish league. Right. And those, he's playing with um young kids and like adults too. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure they're like some former NBA players. Jalen Green too. is played in a semi-professional league too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just interesting because I feel like some guys look more ready than Jalen Green has. You know, from from an unbiased perspective. There are rookies that are definitely outplaying him so far. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing. You know who he's definitely outplaying? Cade. Cade Cunningham. I mean... Here's his um, here's his first game uh, against Orlando. He is one for eight in 19 minutes. He had a good amount. He he, he, uh, he threw up a good amount. Uh, he, he grabbed a good good amount of rebounds. Um, but here's the thing. I think, he's, I think he hit something because um, these last two games he played... Uh, the first, uh, the first one in Philly, his third game, he was four for seventeen. Uh, atrocious, um, uh, uh, field goal, uh, field goal percentage, one for seven from the three. But he ended the night with eighteen points, and on top of that, ten rebounds, four assists. Next, moving on to his game against Brooklyn, in thirty minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, the 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 game against Philly was with thirty minutes. But moving on to Brooklyn, thirty minutes of play. Six for seventeen from uh from the field, three for seven from three, um, made all his free throws, um, about four four rebounds, two assists, and ends the night with seventeen points as well as six blocks. I think what's happening personally, mm-hmm. like my perspective is that because the league is more contact heavy right now, mm-hmm. where they're you know, not calling as many fouls, the guys who are, you know, more lean, like Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green both under 200 pounds are struggling to like get space mm-hmm. because defenders are able to get a little bit closer to them mm-hmm. and, and kind of like have that that leverage but it's um, not it's not it's not translating from g league because of that mm-hmm. i would say but here's the thing with um Jalen green he has i don't know he has like a pretty he has his bag right and there are instances in, in terms um, of like handle in terms of handle in terms of creating space to make shots and, and off pick of rolls and on, yeah, on top of that too and on top of that he has like a, i think he has like a, a a bit more range when it comes to threes it's not consistent but i think it's there and here's the thing with jalen green it's not consistent but he's showing he's showing flashes here and there of what of 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 his capabilities and that's something that i'm seeing a little bit uh with a little bit more frequency in these coming in so um, you think in these games he just needs more experience and consistency. more experience more consistency and i think the only way to do that is just throw him in the deep end and see how he does give him more playing time and it's not just playing time it's like 
the consecutive amount of minutes he gets. I think that was a complaint from 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 the fans early on. He was just having like small stints. He has um, five seven minutes, and then coach says, "All right, back on the bench." Five seven minutes back on the bench. Five seven minutes back on the bench. It's hard to build a rhythm when that when he when, when that's happening to you. Maybe it is. Maybe it is minutes. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like it, it is a little bit of everything. Um, I'm gonna say so. My mine was KPJ. I'm gonna say turnovers is what's holding him back. Obviously considering he's the point guard. But um, he's second in the entire league for turnover percentage. Who do you think is first, by the way? Russell Westbrook. Nope. Alperun Shangun. In turnovers? Yeah, turnover percentage. Wait, and for rookies or for the league? For the league. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I just thought that was a good joke. But uh, it's unacceptable for KBJ specifically because, you know, he's the point guard. He's playing the point guard position. So, honestly, I would say right now we really don't have a true point guard. Or do we? Should we get John Wall back? I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, obviously, I like how John Wall is still, you know, respectful of the team and the decisions. But I think at some point you got to, you know, build build your resume, so to speak. Show that show these teams that you, this is your second year coming off your injury. So you're definitely going to have, um, you know, a much better season compared to last season. But who knows? Um, I, I feel like it, it should be. Um, but here's the thing. We get John Wall back, and obviously he's going to be starting PG. But what happens to KPJ and Jalen Green? Obviously, I, I think you, you said yourself that you don't feel that um, KPJ is like a true shooting guard. I'm not no, sorry. True, true, point guard. true point guard. Not yet. Not yet. And no, I, I don't I, see it. I recognize that. I don't think so either. Maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe move him to another position. I think SG is like where he's good at, right? I would, yeah. But it's debatable. But... Well, I just want. I honestly feel like Jalen Green looks more comfortable in pick mm-hmm. and rolls than KBJ. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem um, for a point. Here's the thing I'm seeing with KBJ too when he has a pick and roll. He instead of you know passing it back to the to the guy setting the pick, he takes that opportunity to go to the basket. And you know sometimes it translates, but there are times when you're driving the whole thing collapses onto you, and you need to kick it out, kick it out back to back to back to the guy setting the setting the pick for you all, all the way uh, at the three point line. The vision is the the biggest thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's the most important thing for a point guard to have. Right. And I I recognize his um you know his commitment to averaging ten ten assists per game, and I respect his ethic. But you know there are times when it works and times when it doesn't. Um, yeah, a, a two level you know being that kind of three level guard is very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. very little people can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like Luca Harden, uh, maybe Bradley Beal, not the too much from the assist side. Mm-hmm. There's not that many that can do it mm-hmm. where they score, you know, pass and create, you know, mm-hmm. shots. It's really hard to do. So when you say, should John Wall come back? I, I say yes. Um, I feel like he should. Kind of. Not only to build his resume, but, you know, to, to show Jalen Green, to show KPJ that this is how it gets done. And obviously, you can show it in practice, obviously. But when it comes to an actual game, I think, when you're playing against people you're unfamiliar with, I think it's it would gonna... be weird because, you know, John Wall would have to share minutes with KPJ and then share minutes with Jalen Green. It's the only way it would work, mm-hmm. hypothetically. I mean, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, if All you, three of them at the same time would be kind of rough. It would be really rough because, one, Jay Shantae would have to get out and... um. Maybe John Wall can bring that energy. Maybe he doesn't, but I don't want to risk out on that. But at the same time, I feel like he really needs to build his... He needs to prove his worth to these other teams. I don't know what's going to happen come um, the trade deadline. Maybe we get... Uh, I feel 
like if he did play some minutes we definitely get like a bit more sizable return compared to like how he's not doing but um still his it, his, prof- his professionalism and respect for the team and the organization itself should you know should have should carry some weight for these um other teams front offices i really do appreciate john wall but uh, I, i've just mentioned it because we really don't have a point guard and we kind of do have a point guard but he's not playing so it's just it's just odd um but that's enough of rockets basketball let's take a trip around the association so michael wright released his mvp ladder a couple days ago which ranked kd in first followed by steph curry the slim reaper then kd not, not steph curry yeah not steph uh then jimmy butler then john morant and then demar Derozan. so let's do a little activity here we're gonna ask is this guy a legit contender or nah and we're gonna start off with DeMar. I, think, I think it was updated because it shows Giannis, on, Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one. Uh, it might be an older one. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going bad. off this one. No, you're good to go. Hey, send me um, the link, bro. Why didn't you put it in there? It's all good. It's all good. All we right. don't need it. All right. Listen. You don't need it, but I do. You don't need it. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it's just a question. Is DeMar DeRozan a legit MVP contender? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm going to say no. Uh, you know, obviously it's fun to see the Bulls, you know, going out, having fun, and, you know, um, doing really good in the Eastern Conference, but, and I feel like DeMar DeRozan has a very, very, very solid, very solid role in that. He's he's definitely doing a good job facilitating. He's, um, um, you know, he's really helping the team. I think, I think, you know, I feel like now that he's in, um, you know, in an environment that's conducive to him in a, in a city that he wants to be in. He's playing better. I, f- I feel like he's really happy, and there's definitely showed in this game. Here's a stat line from 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 Bulls versus six uh, 76ers. They lost that game, ninety eight to one hundred three. But seventy uh, sixers have been on a roll recently. Uh, Demar Derozan in 36 minutes of play has had ten rebounds, thirty seven points. He didn't have a lot of assists that game, but um, I guess once you're locked in that zone, you're like, all right, I'm gonna do my best to carry the team. So um, that definitely showed. But um. In terms of um, MVP, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't think that spot was justified. Um, I'm. I'm gonna say no because I think he has way too much help to be considered MVP. That too. You got Zach Levine up in there. Right. You got Lonzo Ball in there. Yeah. You got Alex Caruso in there. True. You got. You got. You got Nikola. Uh, no, not not Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, Nikola Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> they have a lot. He has a lot of help, and mm-hmm. he's not like the dominant player on the team. Him and uh, so he's like fourth in scoring across the league. Zach Levine is right behind him, so it's like, how can you consider him the MVP when him and Zach Levine are kind of sharing the load offensively? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a legit MVP contender, but I think he's you know progressed to be one of the best players in the league, which is surprising considering how old he is right now. So, fair point. I'm gonna say no definitively. Uh, but John Morant is the next one up, legit contender or nah? I'm gonna say. There's no question that he's taken another leap this year, literally and figuratively. He got hops for days. He's got hops for days, and he's averaging career highs in basically every category. I mean, it's the second season, but obviously he's gonna have career highs. But, but I guess what it shows is that he's definitely improved. But like it's especially it's crazy. from a great season yeah, last, like, last year. From last a cr- year. Like good season last year, mm-hmm. like he's like exponentially better, mm-hmm. and he's very flashy. You know, he's on Bleacher Report all, every every hour. It seems like, and. His uh, points in the paint stat is crazy. He's only second to AD in terms of points in the paint per game, which is, like, ridiculous. He's a point guard. You know what I mean? So that's that's pretty crazy. 
but um, his plus minus is negative 6.4. So I don't know. I want to consider him a legit MVP contender. It's kind of weird that, you know, the team is playing better with him off the floor. Um, everyone that we mentioned in this kind of activity is a net positive on the plus minus. Mm-hmm. So also in terms of the team itself, they are five and four. They haven't really beat a legit contender yet, like a legit, legit contender yet. Mm-hmm. If you consider the Nuggets, then sure, but I wouldn't say they are. I wouldn't say that that John Morant is a MVP contender right now, based mm-hmm. on schedule, based on based on certain stats. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Butler, actually, we're we're running out of time, my guy. Yeah, five was five oh five. We still got to discuss the next games. We we'll continue. Time. We'll continue this next week. Or if you want to mention the guys that were some snubbed out, that's pretty good too. I mean, we can do this. Guys that are snubbed out, um, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Snubbed out? Yeah. You're talking about the greatest um I'm sorry, not greatest, but one of the best point centers I've ever seen. I don't need I I, I feel like Nikola Jokic is just like I'm good. That's it. It's in his head he's good and he's just having a good time out there. Oh, my my <sighs> one of my players is open um halfway across um on the other side of the court while I'm on this side, no problem. He just used one hand, pops hmm. it over to that. I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like I don't know. Nikola Jokic not making top three, not making top five, I, I think, not making top ten. I think all of, out of all the MVPs that they mentioned or contenders they mentioned, like all of the the guys that have a mediocre record, he's the one that leads all of them. Literally all of them. It's pretty insane. I just want to mention one thing. I don't think Steph Curry is an MVP contender. Mm-hmm. Not yet, at least. Why? Because he's having the worst shooting splits of his career, and the lowest points per game in seven seasons. Like, he's not playing that well, and they're eight and one. So it's not like he's carrying the team. And Draymond Green, surprisingly, you won't believe this, has a better three-point field goal percentage than Steph Curry right but now. Are you taking into account the volume of shots? Yes, I mean he's not. He hasn't stepped down that much in terms of volume. Oh, here's a funny. I thing. think I think it's their record is an indication of their system, their coaching, mm-hmm. and their personnel. It's not all about Steph. I don't think he should be number two, at least. I don't think he should be number two. I think there's plenty of guys that should be ranked ahead of him. Jokic could be ranked ahead of him. Where is Luka Doncic? Where is Luka? Dallas. They, he, yeah. <laughs> duh. He's got a good record. What's going on here, man? These these lists are ridiculous. Michael Wright, I'm coming for you, man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just casuals think, don't understand the level of analysis. No, this guy's do. an analyst. I know. This guy's an analyst. I know, I'm messing with you. It's Where's like, Paul George? L.A. Paul George should be on this list. Like he's not even in the top ten. How is that possible? I don't know, he man. is carrying. They have no help. There's no Kawhi. There's What's nobody. Up with Kawhi? He's out. He's injured. Yeah, he's making albums. He's gone. Are you gonna listen to his new album though? No. He has a good. He has a good featured list though. But to be honest, like I don't know if I want to hear. Like, I don't want to hear it. Kawhi rap. Because I don't want to hear Kawhi. I haven't rap. heard him make like an exclamation. Indubitably. Exclamationary point. Or or say anything and like he he never exclaimed maybe anything. maybe maybe he like goes in and like it's all about himself and like we get that that other side of him that emotional side of him all like right, he's R and B artist I'll do I'll do an album I review. bet you it's R and B I'll do an album review for this for the show yeah let me know <laughs> no I'll, I'll actually no I'll write it down mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk about it next week um but moving on to 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 uh, what's next for the Rockets um it's three games from now until next Monday first up Pistons versus Rockets at home on November tenth. Uh, Kate Cunningham is back. Um, I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of scared that he's gonna have a better night than Jalen Green. 
the two most disappointing rookies go at each other November 10th. Um, but here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like with Kate Cunningham, um, you know, the team, uh, his team is like, I guess, you know, more is like more more developed compared to the Rockets. We got all these rookies. We got all these young players having to, you know, establish themselves and make sure that they get acclimated. So compared to doing it for an entire team, compared to doing it for a couple of players in, on Detroit, it's going to be a def- definitely a tougher challenge. And I'm not making excuses for Jalen Green, but... Not something to take into account. And then here's here's another funny thing. I forgot to mention this early on. Um, November 10th was supposed to be like Travis Scott night at the at the at, at Toyota Stadium. I think they were giving out like like a shirt for for the first few thousand. I was actually gonna go just to see what the shirt was, but um, you know um, it was canceled. All the tweets and the posts promoting it were deleted, um, within good reason too. Uh, what happened at Astroville Astro Astro World was definitely, was definitely like the timing is just not and good. It's not good. Oops. So, um, you know, good move on that. But uh, moving on to the next game, uh, I think they have a two game, two, no, another one day, a one day break. Uh, Trail Blazers for the versus the Rockets on November fourteenth. This is another home game. They have two back to back home, uh, two home games. Uh, uh, Pistons and then Trail Blazers, and then they move on back back on the road against the Suns for part two. Not bad. I mean, tell me your record. Oh, I think they go two and one this week. Two and one. Yeah, against, uh, against the Trailblazers. Listen, against, so against. no, okay, so they're at home now. They mm-hmm. just played some insanely good teams, and now they're a little bit more experienced. They're gonna come out. They're gonna destroy the Pistons at home, just like they did to the Thunder. And then they'll they'll beat the Trailblazers, who really don't have anyone to be worried about. What about Norman Powell? I guess. What about what about Yusuf Nurkic? Mm, I think we could shut him down. What about um, Dame Dollar Dime? Who's that? Damian Lillard. I don't know who that is. That's his rap name, Mike. No, no. Listen, he has not played this season, bro. You can't tell me he's played this season. Where has he been? He's played terribly. He's been a disappointment. Uh, Probably one of the more uh, surprising starts this season. Yeah, you're right. I'm just looking at his last three stats. Dame has been horrible this season. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say we can blow by the Trailblazers at home, too. Mm I think it's an easy dub. Hopefully. And honestly, we could take the Suns in a ba- in, in in a very recent matchup where we've learned a lot about their schemes. I'm gonna say two and one. I'm gonna be conservative about it. No, you conservative. That's overwhelming. Nah, positive. two and one. Write it down. All right. I, write I, it down. I always write this down. Write it down. Last week I said one and three. Right. Yeah. Hey, I was somewhat wrong. I mean, who cares? You said zero oh and four. You just you just took the the more obvious take. I'm gonna take the hot take again. They go two and one. What you say? They go one and two. Yeah, one and two. Nah, they go two and one, bro. I'm telling you. Two so, and one. Write it down. But uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Um, no. I just wish my car would come in. Dude. Yeah. Like that, every Monday, I'm checking in with the dealer, and the car's never there, and I'm like, dang. That that week where I'm gonna do the show by myself, I'm so excited not to have I mean, you here. No, I'm playing. I'm but uh, hopefully it comes in during the week so I can come on the show and clown a mean for his dumb takes. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I appreciate you. I, mean, I appreciate you. And you know, you know who else I appreciate? Jay Shante. Coog Radio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's our, that's our, that's our, that's our closing statements. Um, let me this, take us away, man. This show was sponsored by Coog Radio. And uh, we will see you next Monday at 415 we do have a Spotify link now. It's on our social media, Brown Boys BB. So we are recording the show and we're posting it right after. We know a lot of you can't really uh, be here at 4:15. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
that's why we have the Spotify. So no excuses. Turn now. it on while you're in the car. All, all my friends who are listening, no excuses now. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. But uh, thank you very much. Very nice show. Very uh, very solid week for the Rockets. And we will see you next time. I will see you next week as well. Hopefully. Maybe not. I don't know, man. I we'll just, see. I just want my car. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Bye-bye. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>